All right, we're speaking to Yap Su Yi this morning. She is the founder of Community Tukang Jahit. Thank you so much, Sui, for speaking to us on The Light Breakfast. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, you started this social enterprise Community Tukang Jahit um, back in 2018, you said. But it was accidental, right? You were actually running your own fashion business then and then you found... Um, this opportunity to help the underserved community. So what was the initial business plan of your fashion business? Okay, so it started out um, quite many years back when I started my first startup called Royal Demure. Okay. It's actually a crowdfunding platform for fashion designers. So what it does, it helps fashion designers to crowdfund their designs without having to put any upfront costs. So the whole magic of it is that it's supposed to help young aspiring fashion designers upload a design get them crowdfunded, and then we manufacture A to Z. We even ship it and, you know, complete the whole fulfillment up till it reaches your customers. And then the designers will get a cut. But how that all happened is that we found that there's a problem that we needed to solve, which was the manufacturing part. Mm. So what about uh, the factories in Malaysia is that they do in big quantities, in thousands or in hundreds. So we had a problem that we needed to solve. Um, so that's how we started knocking on doors and finding the akka-akka, the machi-machi in the <laughs> neighbourhoods, right? And these are the, you know, the ladies that were always sewing for raya, for seasonal. Mm. So we realised, you know, these were the ladies that could actually help us out to actually do small bulk orders. So then we realised that, okay, clothings weren't big hit when they were, we were fighting with big giants like Zalora, Fashion Valley. So we realised, you know what, um, we need more orders because more and more ladies started coming to us. So we real didn't that's like like you said accidentally we didn't know we were going to head this direction, but we realized that there's not enough orders to supply to these ladies. So we decided, you know, how about we open up a, so- a social enterprise so that there is a way that we can actually continuously support them. Okay, mm. so was there one particular woman or family in the B forty community who sort of inspired you to want to start up this social enterprise? I, I would say it's not just one. So there was a group of them that actually started out early on with us, about five of them. Uh, each of them have their own stories. Uh, there was one lady in particular, I wouldn't say her name, but what she does is that when she keeps coming to us for orders, she tells us that the money she doesn't want to take out. So a bit of a background story is that when she takes out and when the husband knows about it, it's more or less gone. Mm. Um, but what she does is that she keeps a saving with us till she like exceeds X amount, like maybe a thousand or two thousand, and she keeps it for her health checks. So this really got us like a bit, you know, it's, it's pulling some yeah. heartstrings. It's like, it's like actually, you know, telling us that um, all these savings are doing more than just a side income. It's something to not just help their fulfillment in their, in their work life habits, but also it's like giving them a purpose and also something to feel like they can fall back on. Mm-hmm. Instead of just being a full-time mother to a kid, to their husbands, but it's also for something for themselves. Mm-hmm. So that's what got us kick-started into something more serious. Uh, that's how we got our social enterprise uh, accredited as well by the ministry so that we're transparent, we are doing what we do with a purpose. Yeah. How many home-based tailors do you have under community Tukang Jahit now? Um, we have about 50. Wow. So active and inactive. Why I say so is because they're all around Klang Valley where we have a order from a corporate, let's say for face masks, we distribute them to a few akka-akka that can, you know, commit to maybe 100, 200, depending on how busy or free they are. Um, but at the start, we had 300 sign-ups. Yes, wow. but the thing is, they're all around Malaysia. So that's where we realised that we can't really uh, support all. Um, that's how we, you know, designed a different SOP that, that, you know, could help those around us. 
Okay. Now tell us about Community Tukang Jahit. Like, how did you start this business? So, like I said, by accident, then we had this group of mothers. And then from there, the, the word just spread. And more and more ladies come to us for orders. Uh, yes, a lot of them do not have any sewing skills for corporate gifts. Generally, all clothings, right? So what do we do? Then we are scratching our head like, oh my, I don't know how to sew. What do we do next? So then we decided like, um, we need a, it's a very, it's a balancing of a sustainable business model. I can't just keep creating products and sell, force it down on corporates to just buy to out to support, yeah, right? Yeah, you need, depends on the demand, right? Exactly. And we wanted to create something, not someone buy out of pity and not a one-off. We want to make sure that we're competitive, we're quality, we're almost just the same quality as uh, OEM factories. So that's what we designed our business model on to make sure our products are not just competitive in pricing, but also the outlook. So that's how we can please the corporates, our clients, our customers, at the same time support our community. So whatever the clients want, then you'll figure it out. We'll figure they may it not out. know how to do it. So how you get someone to train them, or uh, so my team, one of uh, one of the ladies, she's uh, our full time head uh, head of, of operations. So what she does, she R and D, and I'm a designer myself. So our background is technically just keep whacking walls, lah. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that's how. That's we're the just... best way for a startup, right? Yeah. Now, besides giving these ladies an opportunity to work from home, um, you actually provide training to upskill these ladies as well. Correct. So you teach them how to sew if they don't know how to sew, right? Correct. So like I was mentioning, the head of uh, operations, Hasna, she's uh, my team since the very beginning. So she sews, basic. But what we did was that we learned ourselves with YouTube. We try to understand materials, how to teach our akka-akka. Each of them have different machines at home. Mm. And now how do we um, separate out from basic to intermediate to professional? And some can even do hand-sewn skills to do necktie, bow-tie, very intricate items. So different levels uh, takes different skill sets. So that's how we, we train based on that. But it is free as of now. But that's why we're very strict on how we want to select our members. Not that we're choosy, but because we want to really take out the committed ones from the not committed ones. Right. Mm-hmm. How about if um, they don't have sewing machines at home? Or is that a prerequisite? Yeah, it's, an, it's a need. It's a, we, we need someone who has not just sewing machines at home, but a ability to come to our warehouse because um, we don't have like, you know, a flight of uh, yeah, a dispatch or anything like that. So they have to come over, grab the materials, learn the briefing and then go home and sew. So how far away do these women live and how far do they usually have to go to, to your warehouse? One of our furthest from us is in Rawang and we're in Ampang. Wow. That, that commitment is another level. So that's yeah. So it's a bit eye-opening that we're thinking, you know, in the future, near future, hopefully KTJ is able to then, you know, pick up and go off to other places as well so that it doesn't just help Klang Valley but in other states in Malaysia to also supply this kind of job opportunity. Mm. So at the moment, you're selecting your seamstresses Mm -hmm. based on their commitment and based on whether or not they have a sewing machine at home. Correct. And whether or not they have transport to get to your HQ. Correct. correct. So in future, hopefully you can help with all of that. Yes, definitely. Right. I mean, it's about smaller locations, smaller smaller factories, I suppose, correct. in different parts of Klang Valley. Yes. Ah, I see. Interesting. Mm. How much on average can 
one of your KTJ seamstress earn. Yeah. Okay, so we do a benchmark. Uh, okay, I'm not sure. Have you seen that there is um, like some handouts that are like about 200 ringgit a month to buy groceries for single mothers? Yeah. So that's our benchmark. We want above. We want to go one upper than that. But thankfully, be- I mean, not say thankfully, but because of uh, the mass the mass uh, because demand. of the pandemic yeah. yeah because of that demand we're able to actually help assist one lady to earn at least 800 a month wow so that's 200 a week instead of 200 a month okay so that's uh, we, we keep one we're, we're, we want to keep hitting more and more benchmark like that but we're also a bit worried because we have to understand that it's not always the occurrence that we have job opportunities at the same time the bigger it grows then there is more demand but less supply for orders so we have to balance it to also let them understand that you know once we get orders, then this is how we distribute. So wait, how do they earn? I mean, by the number of pieces that they make? Correct. Or? By and, the number of pieces. And you give them a certain number and then that's a quota and then you get more people or if one goes like, aku nak overtime, now that I want to do extra. <laughs> do you give them extra? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. So it's by piecemeal. So it's by how much they can take and then we give them a deadline. So assuming, let's say, some of the mothers, let's say, stay-at-home mothers have kids that are above you know, 12 years old where they can take care of themselves. Mm. So then they can take more commitment. They can do maybe 200 masks a week. Right. But there are some that you know have kids running around, so they only can maybe have a two-hour slot a night to sew. So then they take less. So it's very flexible in that manner. So we don't force them like, okay, you have to hit this target. Mm. If not, you're out. Uh, we don't do that. We, right. we, we work with what they can. And that's what, that's what makes them comfortable because it's not like a factory where they have to tag in uh, 9 to 5. Instead, this is like when the kids are asleep, they sew. When their kids are in school, they can sew. Mm. Can you share with us a story about how KTJ has changed the life for one of your seamstress and their families? Um, this is what I heard the stories from Hasna because Hasna deals with them directly and then this is uh, quite touching but at the same time I'm like quite glad that you know we're doing something yeah. um, so three single mothers they are like a community themselves they stay around each other so one came to us first and then she started sewing because she said she got she lost a day job during the COVID uh, and then uh, she's a single mother so when she knew about this opportunity she pulled in others so now three of them are earning almost four thousand a month. Wow! <laughs> yeah, wow! Way more than me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering. So how do I quit? Yeah. This thing and I First, you have to learn how to sew, so. and you have to go get a sewing machine. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, this waking up early thing. Uh. <laughs> now, if someone listening in right now would like to join KTJ, are you still taking in any home based tailor, or are you closed right now? Uh, we do accept. I mean, we don't stop. The reason is because we realise that even then, we can still do training first. And then we'll say, you know, stand by. It's always good to just have a whole like, extra skill. We don't want to restrain them from the knowledge, nor do we want to stop, you know, that, mm. that, that help. So we do the upskilling first. And then if an order comes in, we're like, okay, you know what? Here's an order. Do you want it? Do you want it? But wait, what if they get skilled by you mm-hmm. and it's technically money out for you? Like, because when you teach yes, someone, it's money out. It is. And then there's no work for them and then they and do something else on their own. Yeah, that's what we deal with. No, okay. So there's two, two, two sides to this story. We intend to upskill anyway. So we also want them to be able to fend for themselves even without our orders. Yeah. So even if we would upskill them, like let's say to sew masks or to sew clothes or to sew corporate gifts, we actually encourage them. If we don't even have orders, why not try selling online to your friends? Mm-hmm. So it's like giving them um, you know, a fishing rod to learn how to fish. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how can they go about doing that if they want to learn how to sew, if they want to upskill, or if they want to be part of KTJ's uh, home-based 
tailors. Okay, so if they can definitely just visit us on our website or our Facebook or Instagram at Community Tukang Jahit. Yeah, so we're all there. Just hook us, just reach out to us and we're there. Okay. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the products that okay. you're selling on Community Tukang Jahit right now. Most of the products on your site, I was looking through it, they're made of bate. Mm-hmm. Why bate? Okay, so there's this whole Malaysian feel and Malaysian element that we want to input into almost everything that we make. Even if, if our corporates were to come to us, you know, corporate, they like plain. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, if I'm red, I want red, or I want PU leather, and that's it. But what we're trying to incorporate is that, you know, have that Malaysian uh, element to it. So it's not just that we play with batik, we want to play with the Cheongsam fabric, the sari fabric, and go all out with colours, because I guess that's one of our uniqueness. We don't want to seem that plain, nor at the same time, we want to try and, you know, promote this Malaysian team to corporates. Yeah. Ah. But right now, your best sellers are, of course, your Batik face mask, your Batik reusable face mask. Um, even the Princess of Selangor, Tengku Zatasha, endorses it. Um, do you count like how many Batik face masks have you sold since the beginning of MCO? Oh yeah, before that, I really want to thank her. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I mean, Princess, if you're hearing this, I really want to thank her for this opportunity. Um, but yes, uh, we are doing our counts. Uh, we're about reaching more than 10,000 face masks. Wow. wow. And that idea came straight when MCO hit? Yep. So when MCO, before MCO, we knew the warning signs, right? Mm. So we got all our fabrics home and we're like, okay, now what do we do next? Uh, then we were starting to worry like, that there's this whole group of community of women like waiting. So what can we do? I mean, we can't even go to each other, nor can we meet in the HQ anymore. So that's where we took out our own pocket money and we decided, let's try dispatch. Because th- at that time, th- only the grabs and yeah. the drivers could move, right? right. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, let's just try online training. So we, we've converted like our whole briefing to online training and then we dispatched the fabrics from our houses to the Aka Aka's houses so that they could sew at home. Wouldn't that be extra costly? Oh, super. But <laughs> at that time, that was the only solution we could think of. Right. But yeah, then from there, the training was already done. Ma. Mm. Right. So then that's how we, you know, that's how we build a story and then get corporates to see this impact so that when they support Orders keep coming in. So it's a, in a way, it's an impact, uh, buy with impact, they, they would call it. Because now they're purchasing masks, not just from OEM factories, but of something that actually gives back. Mm. Mm. So how, how has it been though, um, during the MCO? And uh, like, did you make a profit or was, it, was business a little bit affected because of it? Um, it was definitely sustainable. I will call it this way, sustainable in the sense that we are able to grow. So what we want to do with growing is that we want to create inventories now to create other products like the corporate gift product. Because knowing the pandemic is not going to be here forever, nor do we want it to last forever, right? But um, also with competitors coming in, doing Mm. face masks everywhere, it's so saturated. We decided that, you know, we we also want to put our our food in on products, corporate gifts. So very much on the skill sets that we are we have to focus now on. So that's where we are pumping our our resources to the upskilling and more on online training. Okay. Where do you source your batiks and your, your materials from? Uh, Malaysia. They're all from Malaysia. Okay. Is it from also small businesses? Yes, definitely. Uh, there are there are a few that we actually source around from even online on Instagram. So we it's more of a support system. You can kind of feel so already. So oh, they're also from some B40? Uh, no, 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 they're not. But right. they are small businesses. They're okay. not like from big um, factories. Okay, okay. Mm. Mm. Right. Okay. Now, why should 
everyone buy their batik products from community tukang jahit? Um, I guess because uh, we put our heart and soul into the quality, number one. Uh, why I want to say quality as our priority is because in the end of the day, you're consumers. We won't want consumers buying out of, number one, like I said, PT. Nor do we want a one-off. We want a repeat customer that's happy to keep coming back because of the products. So uh, hopefully, uh, this is what the customer, we are getting a lot of repeat customers and we're very grateful because I guess they see the impact that's created. And one of the stories I wanted to share as well was when uh, Kak Kano, she sewed, um, but she was the selected one to sew batik face masks for Tengku Zatasha. And we wanted her to feel that, that, that what do you call that? The feeling of uh, belonging, the feeling of value, that she's not, we don't want to call them B40 ladies. We actually generally just say we're a woman empowering uh, community. We don't want to categorize anyone for that matter. So we want them to feel that that value and that, that appreciation that all their products are appreciated by all our customers. So there's there's no like locked doors. Everyone's like they know who are, are who are who are with us and they know who are the customers buying. So yeah. Zatasha's got her own specific scene. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, I guess it just makes her feel like, wow, I, I'm i sewing so, for oh, yeah. royalty, yeah. you yeah. know? yeah, it, It's something that she can do. Now, uh, where can we buy all your products from? And like, what other products do you have besides face masks at the moment? Oh, we have a lot. Okay, just to update, uh, our own in-house brand is called Royal Culture. That can be found in Lazada and Shopee. We sell things from name card holders, laptop sleeves, tote bags, um ranges of fashion accessories, headbands. All um, made with batik all material. All made with batik material. So the royal culture site is more towards like tourism centric. Whereas uh, for batik masks, you can just come to our Instagram at Community Tukang Jahit. Yeah, you just hit us up. We're there for sure. <laughs> all Co- right. And Community Tukang Jahit is a K-O-M-U-N-I-T-I. Yeah, thing. correct. The Malay spelling. Yes, community exactly. Tukang Jahit. Right. Uh, you know what, Sui? Um, we've actually... Have a, we actually have a little surprise for you. We have recorded a radio ad for Community Tukang Jahit. Wow, okay. Which we will play for you right now. Okay, are you ready for this? We have. Oh <laughs> okay, ready? Speechless, okay, all right. Let's do this. This is a tale of a seamstress who had no work. No work, no money, no milk for her children. Then came a lady who offered her work. Beautiful batik products she jahit and sold. Purchase your beautiful batik products from Community Tukang Jahit, empowering women of the household and the community. More info on their Facebook and Instagram page, Community Tukang Jahit. Community Tukang Jahit. Oh, yes, we just so that's our radio ad for your business and uh, we will give it to you as well so you can play it on your Instagram site maybe. The first group I'm going to share with is our Aka Aka. They're going to be so happy. (laughs) It's a professionally recorded ad. Yes. So amazing. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for all that you do, Sui. And thank you so much for coming in and speaking to us and all the best. For community Tukang Jahit. Yeah. Thank you. And Thank please you send guys. our best regards to all the Aka Aka. For sure, definitely. <laughs> They'll be super happy. Thank you.